Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kona Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, I've got a, a really good and really interesting, really brave interview today. My friend, Dr. Tracy Sands, is here. She is the owner at um, Healing Paws Veterinary Care, and she is also the host of the podcast Vet Med After Hours, which is a great podcast you should totally check out. She is a good friend of mine. She is a founding member of the Uncharted Veterinary Community, and I believe that that is where we where we met, or at least where we got to be to be friends. Um, early in the pandemic, uh, Tracy's clinic was hit hard by COVID and by burnout. And by just overwhelm and they had a lot of the fatigue that a lot of other practices have um, and they were in a tough spot and Dr. Sands decided to close her practice down uh, she she made the choice uh, to shut the practice down because of uh, COVID rates and because of infection and because of fatigue and burnout for her staff she shut the practice down she's like we're not gonna make it if we don't take a break and so she closed the whole place and uh, and took some time and I asked her at the time, would you talk to me about that and about that decision and how you, how you, how you made that, how you decided we, ne- we need a break and we need to break this badly, that this is what we're going to do. And at the time, she wasn't ready to talk about it. Um, it was it was hard. It was hard on her. You can imagine uh, how how difficult that decision would be and all the implications and, and, you know, all the concerns about opening back up afterwards and things like that. And um Later on, she reached back out and said that she was ready to, to talk a bit and um, and did I think it would be worthwhile. And I, I strongly believe it is. I'm really glad that she sat down and talked to me. I, I think it's really important for us all to um, to look at people who have made the call uh, to say uh, what I'm doing is not working and I, I need to I need a break or we need to make a bold choice for wellness. And this is a bold choice for wellness. And so I just um, I just think I think there's so much bravery here. Um, you know, Tracy is someone who truly lives her values. She walks she walks her talk. She is about positivity. She's about culture. She is about um, about putting her team first and taking care of them. And um, and man, she 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 shows her values here. And so anyway, I, I really encourage you guys to listen to this. Um, there's always another way. There's always a way. Um, it, there's always a way to get through to the other side, I think, is, is one of the big takeaways for me is uh, this was a scary time and a scary decision. And she did it and her team came out the other side and they go on. And so I just think if uh, if anyone out there feels stuck, um, yeah, just I, I hope you'll take this and, and you'll see Tracy's vulnerability and bravery. And um, and I hope it will inspire you to um, to know that, that you're not alone. And that you uh, you have options and that whatever you're wrestling with, this too shall pass. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome, Dr. Tracy Sands. Thanks for being here with me. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a really exciting day for me to talk to you about these things. Oh, well, good. I, I, I really appreciate it. For those people who don't know you, um, I met you through Uncharted uh, a couple of years ago. You were there. Did you come to the very first Uncharted yeah, or did you come founding, after that? Founding member. 
Founding member. So you were at the very first Uncharted. Um, You are the veterinarian and practice owner at uh, Healing Paws Veterinary Care. And uh, that's up in Pennsylvania. And Mm -hmm. you are also the host of the uh, Vet Med After Hours podcast. Absolutely. So, yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about about Vet Med After Hours? I know it's a passion of yours and you've put a lot of time and effort into it. Oh, it, it, it's a passion that I wasn't expecting to find me, but the, the best ones do that, right? They sneak up on you. And uh, shout out to Uncharted. I did a masterclass there on podcasting, uh, and that really was what inspired me. And I wanted to create uh, a show that highlighted all sorts of veterinary professionals. There are a lot of great shows out there, but I've always felt like receptionists in particular don't get enough uh, spotlight. And then there are all these other cool jobs now. There's so much you can do. So I wanted to give an opportunity. That was the original plan, is to just open up and highlight the other things that you can do and the superheroes, so to speak. But then I realized that I wanted to do something. I wanted to make a difference as far as veterinary suicide in the prevent in the profession. And for me, it was about normalizing mental health and well-being. So we are talking a lot about those last moments, but I really wanted to start people knowing that it's completely fine to ask for help and ask for help when it's literally something like, I need help so that I can get to lunch today. So through the podcast, yeah. I developed the Vet Matter campaign and, and that's really what drives me. I love talking to so many different individuals and every single person we've interviewed has said that counseling is a huge part of their life. And I think so many of us think that the big successful folks don't need a counselor. If I need a counselor, it makes me less and it doesn't, it makes you more. Yeah. So that's, you can tell, I could talk about that all day long. No, it's it's wonderful. I'm glad you do that. You know, it's so, it's so needed too. I, um, I'm, I'm writing an article right now just based on what I've, a number of interactions I've had recently of people who just kind of have a toxic relationship with their job. You know, and just people who feel spread thin. And it's funny, there's people sort of go down two paths. They either go down this path of like, the clinic needs me and I'm miserable, but I'm subservient to the profession. Or they kick back the other way really hard and they're just like, screw all you guys. I'm not communicating. I am, you know what I mean? I am, I am doing exactly what I want to do and everybody else can go to hell. And uh, neither of those are the best paths at all. Uh, but you, but those are the simplest paths, right? It's very black and white is either I give in or I rebel. And the, the answer is in the middle, but it, it's, it's just fascinating to see how often people, people wrestle with that of like, what are those lines? How, you know, what do I need to do to, do to be happy? How do I how do I get? How do I stay engaged and also healthy? And so I think that you do wonderful work with that. And I think that um, I think the podcast is a great medium for that. So thank you for thank you for doing that. And thanks for what you do for all of us. For all you're of us. welcome. Thank you. So, all right, let's talk a little bit in that vein. You um, you agreed to come on and talk about experience that you have had recently. And I think it's something that a lot of people have nightmares about, and especially our our practice owners, practice managers, uh, people like that, and uh. You had to shut down your vet practice because of COVID. And I wanted just to talk to you about that experience 
and sort of what it was like, what your decision process was, kind of what you learned from it and what you, advice you would give to other people who have that concern or that fear. Well, and that's, there's so many answers to all of those little pieces. <laughs> and, and I think what I'd like to start with talking about is the shutdown came not because of lack of preparation or a lack of um, respect for the procedures to keep us healthy. And in fact, we mm -hmm. didn't shut down until mid-February. And I th think that that's a huge success. Uh, if you look at what yeah. the, the rates were and uh, how much exposure there could be. So we went curbside very, very early. And my team is incredibly dedicated to the extra things that they have to do to stay safe. So it was a bit of a, I guess it wasn't a surprise. Like we all knew that it would come in a small, it's a small practice now. Uh, we were pods originally, yep. but now it's a small practice. So we knew we were at risk, but it also, you know, you just, until it happens, you don't realize what a kick in the gut it's going to be. Yeah. For sure. Oh, let me just, let me just say, I, uh, I love that you started off about this, about it, it not being a failure of, of protocol or procedure. <laughs> I have to imagine that when you have, so actually, why don't you just start with the story? Why don't you just tell us uh, how did you make, what what happened to bring you to the point that you were like, we have, we have to sure. take the practice down. So at the time, I believe I had 10-ish employees. Uh, that number is ever changing as it is for everybody in the profession right now. But we were not working in split teams because I'm now the only doctor. I do have uh, boarding mm -hmm. and not boarding, daycare, pardon me, and grooming. And one of my CVTs, we have a, we actually signed a health agreement amongst each other in the beginning. Just things like we'll tell each other we'll be open and honest if we are at risk. Uh, we will make sure that we take precautions like wearing a mask in public. So she uh, did a great job. She texted me one evening and said, I just need to let you know my husband isn't feeling well. So just giving me the heads up, which was instrumental mm -hmm. as a practitioner, because then I could start doing the research, putting the the plans into place. Uh, and uh, of course, we said, stay home until you know more. And then he uh, tested positive. And in our area, the tests at that time were still rather slow, not as slow as they had been in the beginning. Uh, and mm -hmm. then she became symptomatic. And so presumed positive. And as soon as I knew that he was positive, I knew living with him with symptoms, she was going to, it's just, you know, it's the, the rule of odds there. And so I was at that point planning for as soon as we had the word uh, and my team knew. So we found out on a Tuesday that he was symptomatic and Thursday we found out that she had symptoms. So as soon as she had symptoms, uh, we put everything into place and shut it down uh, for the next week. And why did I do that? Well, because who, who else could come positive that would put us back even further? We have uh, staff mm -hmm. members who have family who are immunocompromised or are immunocompromised. My groomer was actually not in the clinic when my CVT was. They didn't, didn't have exposure, but she said, oh, can I keep working? But for me, it was about, I need to protect the team as a whole. And I also, mm -hmm. my team needed a break, you know, and I often look at hardships as what can get from them. And the mm -hmm. team was tired. I knew we were all immunocompromised because we were so tired. And I just felt like asking them 
to push through this worry, this fear of when they were going to, you know, what next sneeze they had. Did that mean it was COVID? Were their children going to get it? It was just absolutely the right decision for us to protect the team. Did it hurt financially? You better believe it. Uh, And I'm working real hard to catch back up from that. But I would do it again in a heartbeat and will if if faced with that. Yeah, it's um, I think it's good to look at the bright side. I love that you say, you know, my team needed a break. It's almost kind of like a microcosm of how the pandemic has been in Mm -hmm. some ways. It was it was I, I look back at it and go, wow, this is a year of me not traveling and doing a lot of the things that I that I've done professionally. And uh, it's a hardship. And at the same time, it's, you know, there's some good things about it and there's kind of a blessing and it's nice to sort of catch your breath. And so I, I love that you that you look at it that way and you can see the positive. I have to imagine at the time that you were like, okay, this is it. We've had these exposures or, you know, and this is what we're faced with. Um, I have to imagine that at some level closing your clinic felt like failure. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. For me, yeah, it and I wanted, yeah, for me, for me, I would have some existential, I would seriously, I would have, I would seriously wrestle with this. Like, I just want to say, uh, I, I mad respect and props to you because making the call to, to shut down, you know, or, or just step back and go, you know what, we're not going to flail around. We're going to make an educated decision that is based on data and we're going to step back and, uh, and we're just going to, we're going to sit this one out and then we're going to come back in as a, as a rested, healthy group. Uh, I, I have so much respect for that because I've, I've had to make those calls and it's a lot, of, and I'll make them wrong, you know, because at some level there is this identity for me of like, no, I'm the guy who shows up. You know what I mean? I'm the guy who's there. I'm the guy who does, who does the work. And I just, God, I would wrestle with that so, so much. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about, about the decision and like how you had to sit with that? And, and did you have those feelings? So I want to make sure I heard you say something to the effect of being about how positive I am about that. And I need everybody listening to know <laughs> that I have been in valleys that I have never experienced before this year. Uh, I'm on the other side of the valley and I'm climbing like hell to try to get up the mountain. And I need to be clear about yeah. that. But something that's really important to me is always reflecting and trying to find the positive from a situation. So just so everybody listening knows, I'm not farting yeah. rainbows here. Uh, it was hard. And as far as uh, the decision, I uh, am blessed and that my husband's job is literally, uh, he's the head of safety and a bunch of other things in, a lar- in our large school district, but he became what they call the pandemic coordinator, uh, which we joke should be called the chaos coordinator. So <laughs> through watching him coordinate the chaos of the daily and weekly decisions through a massive school district about what do you do? When do you close? How do you keep people safe? Uh, that I learned so much from him. But what I learned was there isn't a right, there isn't a black and white decision. There's not a right decision. I can't sit here and tell every person listening that it's right for them to close. So I had to gather the data from the individuals who work for me, from my financial data, from my client base that I felt strongly would support this decision if I was open with them about it. Uh, and I had to go on my gut. And if if you really focus on your core values and why you do what you do, you can trust your gut. So it was easy for me and that I would not have felt good or safe working 
through that, but it was never easy as far as feelings go. There's definitely more tears shed uh, than I can imagine. And, and when you guys first reached out to me to talk about this, I wasn't ready. I was, I, I can't yeah. even answer that question right now because it's, it's really raw. So it was definitely difficult. Oh yeah. Well, I think, I think your point and your perspective about these are not black and white answers. I, I think that's really good. You know, it's, I have, um, I have a friend and, and he does this thing that I've, I've come to really respect. And so, you know, I'll talk to him about stuff sometimes and I'll ask him a question. He'll say, I don't know what you should do. I know what I would do, but people are really different. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I can answer that question. And I've heard him give that, uh, say that a couple of times. And I just, it's occurred to me recently how true that is in the world where it's like, I don't know what you should do. And I don't think, I think people are different. And I don't know that there's a right answer. And, and the circumstances are so important and context is so important. It's just, there's nothing that I could put on a podcast and be like, if X, then you should do Y. It's just this too, it's too muddy and nebulous. Yeah. And I think that's why people wrestle with it so much and struggle with it so much. And it's one of the reasons I, I'm, I'm really glad you you decided ultimately, you know, that, that you would talk about sort of your experience because I think it's so useful for people to hear, um, you know, that other people wrestle with this and, and struggle with it and, and came out the other side, but but that there's still no clear, clear decision-making policy. Can we switch over a bit and switch from sort of the why we close the practice down to... Um, to the how can you walk us through once you made the decision like hey we need to we need to shut it down uh we need to shut it down and everybody step step away for a, uh, a little bit how long were you closed for uh we were closed from a thursday evening through the following monday so about a week and a half okay mm -hmm. okay how did you do it you 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 made the decision and you're like that's it we're gonna we, we got to close down i think that that feels overwhelming <laughs> when, when, when I first think about it I'm like I don't I don't know how I don't know how how did you just lock the door and like gone fishing and, sign and go traveling uh, how do you do that you can't do that <laughs> yeah, right, yeah it's yeah. like I can see you I know you like I drove by your house and yeah. you're there you're not you're not gone um man and there's something that I do need to remember to talk about is my also personal like there's so much of this emotion that's business related but I have children uh, and that's a whole like the quarantine experience, but to package up the how, another thing that happened through us through the pandemic is we are now a four day a week clinic. And that's a whole new world uh, for me, which I love. But so Fridays we have off and that again, there was a little blessing that we found out on Thursday. So we, we found out kind of mid, probably about four o'clock on Thursday, I made the decision. So we knew as a team who was on the floor, like you need to make sure that if this dog needs seizure meds, you get on the phone and you call and, you know, so we stayed a little while that evening to make sure anybody that had uh, immediate need medication wise could come and get, and we contacted them. Uh, I had a contingency plan. Mike Falconer has taught me well that we should prepare for uh, the worst to happen, right? You know, the tornado, the fire, the shooting. Uh, so I had a plan in place. And uh, I sent a email. Originally, the first thing was I sent an email to all the appointments that were scheduled uh, for the upcoming week and gave them the reasons and the why and made them feel confident that they would be a priority when we came back. Uh, and then uh, the next thing, and we do have an emergency center, 24-hour center in the area, two of them. So that made it obviously much more doable. 
Uh, and then mm -hmm. uh, the next step was, so I let that sink in. And then we have a quite a large social media presence. So we planned for mm -hmm. Sunday to be, we didn't want, you know, they're all on social media on the weekend deciding to tell the world what they think. So we waited for Sunday evening to uh, release uh, the information and, and attached the same letter there from me, written from me, uh, and told the world, hey, we're going to be closed down. We have an online pharmacy. So if you need medication, you can do overnight shipping in that manner. Uh, we have this emergency center that we are blessed to have uh, and, and worked in that way. For my team members, those who are involved in creative projects, because we do a lot of that here, uh, they were given the opportunity to earn hours working on that at home. I didn't want them answering the phones at home because like we talked about, we wanted them to be able to have the ben the benefit of a recharge. Uh, so if they, mm -hmm. if they recharge with creativity and they had creative projects, they were allowed to work at home but not required to. And I took that time and that was like, work on your business, baby. You know, I had five days. I should have mm -hmm. probably recharged, but that was something that I've been missing lately. So I really took that time uh, to work on the business and create the plan for how do we do when we get back. Uh, and yeah. back we came. We worked an extra. We did work a Friday the first week back uh, in order to, you know, we just worked overtime that week so that we could get some of those appointments seen. Uh, we do a lot of nurse appointments and boosters, you know, so they needed, they were time sensitive. Uh, but we hit the ground running and I'm proud to say that last week was our highest week we've had since November. So I feel like we're, we definitely are on the trajectory back. That's fantastic. What, uh, what was the reaction of the clients? Like, what kind of feedback did you get? Really great feedback. And uh, when you said, you said something like you might feel like a failure if you had to close, I have to say, I didn't feel that because I don't feel, you know, COVID is COVID. And I, it was something I knew I didn't have mm -hmm. control over. But what I did have control over was the narrative. And so I really worked to create the narrative with the clients. I wanted them to come out of this going, these are the people that I trust with my pet. These are the people that um, I rely on for good decision-making with medicine. And if they're making this decision, it's the right one. So I really wanted them to think about us as people and I think that made a huge difference because the overwhelming, like, would you email your doctor if they closed and say, oh my gosh, I hope you're okay. No, I, I wouldn't. Maybe I'm not a nice person, but yeah. I wouldn't. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm super goal-oriented. I'd be right, like, like, okay, cool. I don't care. This way, closed, put this on the right? calendar. Um, I might even grumble, but we just, we got an overwhelming outpouring of emails. Oh my gosh, I hope nobody has it. I hope you're going to be okay. We'll see you when you get back. And that just, that was a buoyancy for us, you know, to go, okay, they're all right. Would you, would you be up for sharing the the message that you sent to clients? I mean, you sent out, you said you sent out a letter, you sent it from, from you as Dr. Mm -hmm. Tracy Sands, the, you know, the owner and the veterinarian. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Can you, if, if you're up for it, I'd love to hear what you wrote. Yeah. I brought it just in case. Um, I love communicating through written word. And for me as a practice owner, I'm very much about we, uh, I don't, I don't ever, I don't like the front versus the back and the doctors versus the staff. This is mm -hmm. a team and I could not do what I do without the team. But in this scenario, I needed it to be from me because there is definitely, you know, the clients who will call and be like, well, if Dr. Sands knew you weren't giving me this appointment, she would be upset. You know, and I didn't want any of that crap. <laughs> yeah. I wanted like, no, Dr. Sands is saying this, so don't give my team 
you know, <laughs> excrement. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Trying to keep it right. clean for the cone of shame here. <laughs> so here's how it went. And me keeping it clean without swearing is a pretty impressive feat some days. So. Yeah. No, that was it. I saw you straining. <laughs> it's like, oh, beep. Anyway. All right. Here we go. Uh, hopefully I won't choke up. I haven't read this in a while. Hello, friends. As part of the Healing Pause family, we need to tell you that our hearts are breaking as we must temporarily close as of last night through February 15th at 7.30 a.m. Dr. Sands has been working closely with the Department of Health, which I should have said I have been working closely with the Department of Health, as one of our staff members has sadly contracted COVID. It is important for you to know that the Department of Health has investigated the case and feels that, thanks to our concierge curbside service and safety precautions, none of our clients are considered exposed. So I wanted to nip that in the bud right away. That's and nice. We did... Really, yeah. What what it means for you, right? Like right, right up top. Like let me let me let me tell you what how this affects you, and just get it now, out of the way. I we did it. have one person who had a telemed appointment the week before that emailed and wondered if their dog was going to get COVID. So. You know, we cleared that up for her. Yeah, well, but you know, I, that was a that helped me, right? Because I knew she was worried when she just heard some rumor on the street. So I was like, okay, first thing, you mm -hmm. guys are okay, and Department of Health is involved because everybody knows that buzzword now. Right. We know that you will have our team in your thoughts, and trust us, we want to be there for you and your pets. However, our family's safety and yours has to come first. Rest assured that as soon as we can be back in the building, we will be contacting those of you who had appointments this week to get you rescheduled. If your pet becomes ill over the next week, we want you to know that you will receive excellent care at Shores Veterinary Emergency Center as they are there to support hospitals through times just like these. Their doctors and staff give excellent care. Even our own staff chooses Shores when their pets have emergencies after hours. Your pet will receive what they need. You will be treated kindly and fairly. And Shores will share their records with us so that we will have them on file. If you need a prescription refilled, we will be unable to do that this week. But please request the refill through our website in order for us to address it as soon as we return. If you need the refill quickly, you can visit our online store, but we'll need to choose overnight shipping. As with all shipping methods, things could be slower due to COVID. As you can imagine, my heart is heavy with concern for my team, who have been so bravely working through this entire pandemic. They have been taking so many precautions, scrubbing the whole hospital multiple times a day, working tirelessly, and still this has happened. In veterinary medicine, there is no way for our team to stay greater than six feet apart and take care of your animals medically and surgically. I thank them for their compassion, kindness, and bravery. I know that many of you have also experienced the challenge that being sick, being scared, and quarantining from your family and friends is, and that you have the team and your thoughts as well. We will see you on the other side of this quarantine, and we will give you the kind of loving care we always have. Stay safe, my friends. Thank you for your kindness, support, and prayers. Tracy Sands, DVM. I love it. Thank you. All right. No, it's, it's, it's really great. So very much uh, to the point. I think you really did a great job of addressing their concerns. Two things I just want to call out that I think you you did really well. And of course, you do really well. You've done uh, workshops for Uncharted on uh, appreciation, staff appreciation. Um, it, these are these are real strong. Str these are real strengths of yours. Um, but I, I love I love how you used credibility 
to uh, to make people feel good about going to the emergency clinic and say, this is where our staff takes their own pets here and has used this. And again, I think you really lean into making them feel as safe as possible. And, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, what if I need my veterinarian and she's not there? So uh, I just want to say kudos to you. I, th- I thought that was really, really well done. And the last thing, taking the opportunity to to uh, praise your staff for their hard work and, and their compassion. Uh, you know, it's you, you're definitely going to get the attention of the clientele with your with your letter and taking a moment just to say, hey, my my staff has really, really done great and really, really worked hard. I just uh, that just that's so you. And I just I I. I was just really impressed. Thank you. Anytime you communicate with clients at all, the thing that has to be in your mind is if you were on that side of the conversation, what would you want to know? What would your concerns be? What would your questions be? And what would you connect to? And that's just how I approached everything. That's how I approached this. I knew they'd worry about their safety, their pet's medication. What if their pet was sick? Mm Mm-hmm. But we also all have that flip side, right? Like you would go, well, what, my gosh, you're a medical center and you couldn't keep this out. Well, we've been doing the things and just like you've been doing the yeah. things some of you have gotten. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. I think, I think the details you left in were, were really good and they, and they served a strategic purpose. How did, the, how did the staff take all this? Well, it's been a tough year uh, for lots of reasons, but you know, the, the pandemic has brought out the best and the worst and many. Uh, and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, that if anything, that was my big wonder who's going to come back. Are they going to come back? Yeah. Uh, And I shouldn't have ever questioned that because I have phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal group, but how did they take it? You know what they did? They developed a group text and then they did things like, Hey, do you want to zoom dance? Uh, who wants to FaceTime a movie? Because I'll, Several of us have families and we were quarantined in our bedrooms or basements. And that was hella hard uh, to, to not right. have that support and be alone. And they, they rose to it. And it was like, you know, you got a week off from each other. And, and what did you do? You reached out. So they supported each other. This letter, though, I did hear back from many of them as well going, wow, that meant a lot to me. Because I think they had all those things that we're talking about practice owners. They felt like, why have I been doing, we call it clean team. Why have I been doing clean team three times a day and still got COVID? So it helped them to read this letter too. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think that's great. Tracy, thank you so much for uh, for sharing this with us and sort of walking us through the experience that you have. Uh, is there any words of wisdom or piece of advice that you would give to uh, people who are concerned about having a, a experience and what happens if my team gets sick or, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm actually looking at this decision right now. Uh, yeah. What, what would you say to those people? For the people looking at the decision, I know that we are a profession of people pleasers. We want to please our clients. We want to be there for our clients. We're servants. And at the end of the day, the clients will be there. Even if you close one week's closure, if you lose clients because of that, perhaps you need to reevaluate what your clientele is like. But if you don't close and you lose a team member and you actually lose them, they die. You can't come back from that in the same way. And I just, I think we worry so much about if our clients, I have a friend who just herniated her disc. She's a large animal, single solo large animal doc. She's legitimately going mm. to the farms with a walker. I'm like, they're, 
They're oh, going God. to want you in six weeks when you're healed, just like they want you now. You can come back yeah. from this. And and I just we have to start to take care of ourselves. That's that's what you matter. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of our teams. Without our team, we can't do anything for the clients. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's so great. What a wonderful message to to end this on is uh I I think so many of us struggle with this idea that if we don't see the appointments uh the day that they call that people they'll wait a day and they'll come back. You know what I mean that that we can we can go on vacation and and everything will be fine. You know yeah. and everyone will make it. Veterinary medicine has created come. this problem for ourselves. We yeah. absolutely have and you do You've got to draw the line in the sand and start making boundaries. And when you do, you'll see that you can see the sunshine and you can see your families. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think that you can see I've, I've seen a number of our colleagues have that magical experience where they're like, I did the thing. I just I closed, you know, I closed the practice down and, and went on vacation, you know, or I, I went on. The, I'm the only vet in the practice and I went on vacation and we just rescheduled everything and we sent people to another facility if they had to be seen that week and my practice didn't implode and everyone every single person rescheduled or came back after they went somewhere else and it was all fine and I just I think a lot of people are so scared to 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 make that choice that they uh they burn themselves out but it, it yeah it's I think I love the way that you put that is you're important enough that people will forgive you <laughs> you know you can step away and it'll be just fine so anyway all right tracy where can people uh where can people learn more about you matter and vet med after hours and all the work that you're doing there uh, vetmedafterhours.com uh, and the fun thing there so we definitely have the vet you matter please 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 visit that great resources uh, we could talk about that all day, but we also have a gratitude board. So it's a neat place where you can leave a shout out to somebody who's made a difference in your day or your life and make them famous on the internet. Uh, and gratitude <laughs> is where it's all about and appreciation. Uh, of course, you can listen to our podcast, all the great places you can listen to Cone of Shame as well. Uh, and if anybody wants to come work, we're hiring at Healing Pause. So come and see us. <laughs> there you go. Cool. And where uh, and where's Healing Falls located? It's in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. So in central Pennsylvania, surrounded by Appalachian trails and mountains. Ah, beautiful. You you make it you make it gorgeous. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It was great to see you, Andy. Miss seeing you in person. Yeah, you too. We'll be back soon. Take care. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Thank you. Thank you to Dr. Tracy Sands again. Her podcast is Vet Med After Hours. Um it's it's worth checking out uh she does a really good job uh she is a, a good person doing good things in our profession and so i am proud to know her and call her my friend so uh anyway that's that guys i hope you enjoyed it if you did please do all the things that people with podcasts ask you to do like uh share and tell your friends and write an honest review on itunes that stuff makes uh makes such a difference it's how people find the show so anyway gang uh that's enough for me you guys take care i will talk to you soon Bye-bye.